Welcome, everyone, to Waves on the Shore, episode 17 of your favorite podcast, coming at you bi-weekly as we do. One week on, one week off, one week on. That's how we do it. And uh, today's episode <laughs> 17. Um, we got some music we're going to talk about. We got some new music we're going to talk about. We got some movies we're going to talk about. Jaren's going to get mad or happy about sports. I don't know which one. It'll it'll be interesting. Uh, it's going to be a great episode. Strap up. And um, do you have anything else to add? Uh, just stay strapped or get clapped. That's all I got to say. A pause. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, with that out of the way, uh, first on the agenda, Muscadine Bloodline. Right, everyone's favorite duo from Alabama. They kind of blew up in 2020. And uh, now their sophomore album, Dispatch to 16th Ave, is out. It's been done for a while. I remember in like September of 2021, they said the album was done. But we didn't get it until just this past week. Uh, we've had some time to digest it. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good on it. Um, but I might have an interesting uh, position, I guess. I don't, because I'm not sure, I, I'm not really sure, I mean, I watched your review, so I know how you feel. I don't know. I guess, I really like this album, but I honestly think, okay, I guess, how, how does this uh, album compare to their last album for you? I should ask so, that. So, I feel like the sound on their first album, I think, is a little more... Um, mainstream, a little more smooth, a little more well-rounded, uh, whereas this album feels a little more gritty, uh, a little more rough, with exceptions. But sure. on the whole, it's a lot more like harder acoustic strumming, a lot more garagey Eric Church, old Eric Church uh, electric licks, some uh, harsh drums, whereas their first album felt a lot smoother. Um, as for how it stacks up against the old one, I think lyrically... Um, I think Dispatch to 16th Ave just has more interesting concepts, even if I think those concepts don't get fully realized uh, or don't see their full potential. Um, but I, I think in all honesty, I mean, it also is tough to say because it's so new. But at the moment, I would lean towards Dispatch over uh, Burning at Both Ends. That's how I'm feeling. Yeah. See, I've listened to this album... <sighs> I just can't... It's weird for me. I know I, I'm not really saying a whole lot because I don't know what I'm trying to say, really. Except that I've listened to this album a lot of times and I, I've, I've been throwing it on while I've been trying to relax. I've been throwing it on while I do homework. I threw it on while I was driving. And I just can't, like... I like. I know I like it and I know it's good. Um, what I keep coming back to is I feel like I should like it more than their first album, but I don't think that I do. Like, there's songs that I like. There's not a song that I dislike. But on their first album, and maybe there probably is better writing on this album, but, like, on their first album, there were some features, and there were just some fun songs. And then, and, and not that an album needs to have a feature to be good. I just think I really liked the features on their first album with, like, Brent Cobb. And especially, I really like Here Goes Nothing. Jordan Fletcher's on that album. Here, here goes nothing is, yeah. Here, here goes nothing is my favorite Muscadine Bloodline song, probably. And I also really like the, almost like punk rock songs. Like a couple of their songs on their first album, like the title track "Drunk Tattoo," yeah, um, uh, "Wrong Side of Goodbye." Those three songs almost get into like a punk rock situation, and I like pop, punk rock, so I really like. I really like what's going on there. And in this one, it's just like this album was a different flavor, and I liked it, but I, it's like this album was Cookies and Cream, but their last album was Banana Cream Pie. And I like both of those things, but Banana Cream Pie just goes really hard, in my opinion. So That's going to be one of the weirdest. <laughs> um... It's the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah, long story short, Banana Cream Pie... I guess, sorry, let me give more context. Blue like, Bell where did ice that cream. come from? It's, okay, so Blue Bell, Blue Bell Ice Cream, my favorite ice cream. They have... This is the American My favorite one, right? flavors... 
It's the greatest American ice cream brand. It's the greatest ice cream brand. It just is. I don't care. I don't need to try all of them to know that. Um, <laughs> uh, cookies and cream, second favorite flavor. Banana cream pie, first favorite flavor. Dispatch of 16th Not his Ave favorite. is really, really his good, first but it's cookie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bruh. I promise I know how the English language works. <laughs> Cookies and cream is really good. That's dispatched to 16th app. Banana cream pie, that's that's uh, burning at both ends. And what I'm trying to say is they're both really good. I just like, uh, I think I like the first one more. I can't really necessarily, maybe this album is better, but I the, the things that the first album has to offer, I just enjoy more. Not to say that this one doesn't have any good songs, because, like, No Pedal Steel, great song. The last track, I Down actually really like. Down in Alabama is really good. Down in Alabama, I really like. That's that's my I love Southern as well. I also I really Southern like Southern. was super yeah. smooth, super breezy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that one. Oh, the uh, Hung Up on You going into Southern is, like, that, I will say this. I really like what Muscadine Bloodline does with transitions. Almost ev- like basically every song transitions into another song. And they, they took did a that page on out of Don FM. Not that he's they, the they do that. They well they do that on both albums. They do that on both ends. Yeah, they, I don't, they trans. They I've listened to the. I don't recall the, the transitions being as like. Um, I think uh, uh, a lot of the transitions the on this album are more obvious than the ones yeah, on Burn at both ends. Because it's like it'll be going like it's not like a. A fade out, fade in. It's like it literally just keeps going. Yeah, there. I think, but I will. I, I will say that I've, I've listened to a lot of the first two. The first two tracks on Burn at Both Ends I really like, and mm. the transition from Burn at Both Ends to, uh, Drunk Tattoo, is really obvious. Especially I'm have to go back and listen to that. Yeah, yeah. I, at least I think it is. I could. Yeah. I could just be wrong, but, but and I this, think. I think that's really interesting that they choose to do that, and they've done it on both albums. Mm-hmm. I think they make it more obvious on this one. Though. I'm going to use this as an excuse to be sad, because when we talk transitions, the thing that's fresh in my mind <coughs> is the new Weekend album. And I know we're kind of venturing off of like the, the genre we normally talk about, but I want to be sad, okay? Because on <laughs> February 9th of 2021... A year ago yesterday, me and my friends, me and two of my good friends, we bought tickets to see The weekend on February 1st, 2022, aka seven days ago at the time of recording this. And we thought, surely, surely we will see this concert. It's in over a year. Canada will have figured their stuff out. <laughs> no. Nope. So we waited, right? <laughs> Got all hyped up. And then it didn't happen. Why? Because COVID and I was depressed. That was Tuesday. Um, I was going to say something else. Yeah, bro. And we got like the early bird tickets, like the date came out. So we paid like just over 200 bucks and we were row 14. Like we were so, going to get the experience and it got canceled. Yeah, so, yeah. So did they like refund you or? Yeah, yeah. We got our money back. It's being rescheduled to, like, a, a stadium tour now, but it's, like, I don't want to be in a stadium, but that's too big. But anyways, then, while I'm crying about, not literally crying, but, like, um, <laughs> I, I, I was, bro, I'm just sitting in my room, like, ain't no way. You were just I, I waited an entire calendar year to sit on my bed and not be at a weekend concert. But anyways, then, two days later, my friends went to Toronto, and I was supposed to go, but my parents were like, mm, roads aren't good enough conditions, which I'm not trying to slander my mom and dad. They definitely had a point, but it sucks two days after your first concert in three years, your first concert without your parents, right? Because I'm freaking young, right? Two days after that, my trip to Toronto gets canceled. But mm-hmm. they got me this because I have good friends. Ooh. They got me on vinyl, The weekend's Greatest Hits. And I've Damn. been spinning this thing along with, I already showed this off. I'm showing it off again, bro. The, the, the Sunday Drive is beautiful um but yeah that's my excuse to be sad and talk about my new vinyl and yeah yeah Ooh, i got a new vinyl recently 
Ooh. Actually, oh, let's wait, play a quick this... game. What do you think? What do you think I got on vinyl recently? Didn't you text me about this? <sighs> oh, you That's absolutely did. Where was it? Oh, I don't know if it was on Instagram <clears throat> or messages. Uh. Oh, maybe I did. Oh, you at? What was it? No, I don't want to like kill too much awkward silence <laughs> in the middle of a podcast. Just, just, just don't think about it too much. Just try to guess, and I'll, I'll we'll see you. I'm just curious to see if you can think of this. I'll give you a hint. It's a movie soundtrack. Oh, frick, no, you told me this too. <laughs> you told me this too. It's oh. a recent movie. It came out. Not that I would expect you to remember recent movies. No, that came like out. I don't I've never seen I've never seen the movie, obviously, but I, I remember you saying so I'm gonna hate when I hear the title because I'm gonna I'm gonna be like, Oh my gosh, I knew that. What is it? It's it's it is the Dancing something? No. Was I close? Well no. Uh, no, you're not. Just put me but in the misery. Do... Sorry. Um <laughs> it was the No Time to Die soundtrack. Like Je 007, James Bond was the Daniel Craig's That's last. That's what it was, the James Bond. Frick. And also, while we're talking about new albums, I got the Morgan Wade Deluxe right here. Hey. Which, by the way, if we ever meet up, I'll have to give you my standard one because I literally, literally a month ago, I got her normal one and then like right after I got her normal album, they announced the Deluxe and I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I just, so, I just bought the album. Yeah, I literally just got it, and I was like, dope. So now I have, that's one of my, like, I really want, like, Wild World. I want the Deluxe, but I'm like, like, I already have the one. Sometimes I hate Deluxe albums, because it's just like, because as a fit person that collects physical media, it's really yeah, frustrating. Yeah, I can see that. At the same time, though, I feel like a lot of um, Deluxe albums just become really irrelevant. Like mm -hmm. if you if you listened to the album, not even when it first came out, but just any time before the deluxe came out, you never revisit the deluxe songs. At least I don't. Like the it Morgan, the Morgan some Wade deluxe, deluxe songs, they were cool, right? There were some cool songs. I felt better about some than others. But every time I want to listen to Morgan Wade, I'm just gonna go to the original. Same thing with yeah. like uh, Tim Although McGraw's. I Tim McGraw's I, uh, Here on Earth. It's like, yeah. that's an album that like um, I still go back to quite a bit. I never touch any of the bonus songs. I, yeah. I don't even think I have them downloaded. It's just like, well, you get a connection to the original. I think some deluxes... I don't know. It's weird. I don't like it. I don't. I just don't really like them. Like, I know people... I think I like... I think I dislike deluxe albums more than I dislike double albums. I'd back Because at least... I'd agree with that. Yeah, uh, it's just, I don't know. But, like, I will say that I really like Run off of this deluxe album. Like, I really like yeah. Run a lot. I do. I go, I listen to that one. And The Night is good. Um, the Night's a cool one. It is. Yeah. I know a lot of people were big on Through Your Eyes and, like, the writing and stuff like that. And I don't think it's bad, but... And now we're talking about Morgan Wade's deluxe. Well, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It, it felt almost like... I don't know. For some for some reason, that song in particular didn't click with me. But anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about Muscadine Bloodline. Then I went off topic and got. Uh, mad. we we've already said our piece on that. Album's but good. The the <laughs> Muscadine Bloodline. It's a solid album. Album good. <laughs> and uh, good album. I think we're going to transition into a little like intermissive segment that we've talked about introducing um, every few episodes. Just a yeah. little fun. Five, we'll ten minute segment because you guys really liked when we talked about movies. I'm actually, I'm really when excited I, for this. When I talked about, I well, when Jaren talked about, and I tried to understand Spider Man. Yeah. And, and so, I'm gonna, you guys like that. I, so we introduced, Jaren wanted to introduce, and I agreed, this new little segment that we have not named, but it's effectively. Well, Jaren, I think we should. <laughs> Jaren forces me it. to watch a movie. Jaren forces Evan to watch a movie and <laughs> then tries Jaren. to explain why it's a good movie. <laughs> well, we might not always we might not always watch good movies, but I think it'll be fun <laughs> to watch like le like movies that aren't like big blockbusters, like yeah. you know like almost niche ones. And so Evan, because I know was nothing the movie? about movies. What so, was the movie that I tasked you with watching? The movie was from the nineties, 
uh, a rom-com. Was it from the 90s? I thought it was. If I watch the wrong movie, I'm ending the podcast. Uh, just a... <laughs> well, what's it called? Say what it's called. Say the Holiday. Yeah, I mean, the, that's right. It is The Holiday, but is it from the 90s? It's from 2006, bro. What do you oh. want? I don't, bro, I thought I saw 1990-something somewhere. This dude, this dude. To be all fair, right, it right. seems very... Evan? Look, look at this cover, hey, wait, actually, that's, that's 90s. I, I'm, I'm not... They kind of... Sure. Well, there's but... a lot of... It was still kind of a similar era of movies where, like, rom-coms were actually pretty good back then. Yeah. And now we're getting these cheap ones that are just pushed out on Netflix, like... Uh, what's the one with Joey King? I can't think of it, but there's, like, three of them. They're on Netflix. The first one's okay. The sequels aren't good. Anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent. So, hold on. Evan... Give... Evan, I'm going to give you some brief thoughts, and then we're going to let you just kind of... So for the listeners, <clears throat> unless you've seen The Holiday, uh, star actors Cameron Diaz, Kate mm-hmm. Winslet, Jude Law, and Jack Black, um, why don't you give like a quick 60-second, here's what you need to know, just so if you haven't seen the movie, you have the idea of what we're talking about. So the the, the movie... It's essentially, I'll, I'll, I'll lay the premise out. Um, basically, it's telling two stories that are loosely connected. And they kind of come back to, they kind of, they, they're connected at the beginning. Then the, they kind off. of, separ- yeah, they fork off and then they kind of come back at the very, very end. Um, basically, there's these two women that kind of need a break from life. Romantic stuff's not going their way. One of them just broke up with their uh, boyfriend who cheated on them. The other one has been in love with this dude who is treating her like crap and he is in love with another girl but he's kind of always leading her on and stuff like that. And so they're both like, like we at the same time, they're like I need a break. And so they go online and they're kind of like looking at vacation stuff and then they they ended up do, they end up doing this like home swap thing where they live in the other person, the other in each other's houses for like two weeks or something like that, which I've Maybe never heard of. And yeah, I, I think to it, accept is a real thing. I actually think it was a real thing, especially back in the two thousands. Back, yeah, it ain't happening anymore. But well, some people rent out. I could see it being a real thing, but anyway, it is a little weird. I never heard nowadays. Of it. Yeah, I hadn't really heard of it either. But two thousands were weird. Every every decade was weird, so I'd believe it. Anyway. Um, yeah, but what, basically, what it actually came from the 2000s. <laughs> Dang. I'm sorry, but like, uh, especially you look back on the fashion, it's like, nah. Hmm. Oh, I hate 2000s fashion. Don't even. It isn't uh, fashion. It's just bad. Anyways, the movie. We're not going to go down yeah, that road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> basically, I'm taking too long to explain this, but this movie is about two girls that switch houses that end up kind of like slowly falling in love and are also kind of evaluating it. Okay. This movie was surprisingly deep to me because I actually watched this like two weeks before you watched it. We'll get yeah. to your thoughts on that. All right. Here, wait, but, wait, wait. So Jaren, Jaren's kind of cutting himself off. So movie is you're girl right. in England, right? <laughs> There's a girl in England and a girl in LA. They're both having issues with dudes. So they're like, frick this. I want to go somewhere on vacation and forget about life for a bit. They switch houses. Now the Americans in England, the English is in America right they're yeah, living yeah. they fall in love with different people in their new spots the american girl in england falls in love with the english girl's brother yeah and the english girl in america falls in love with a variety of people that i get really confused by because it's like <laughs> wait weren't we just in love for the 20th time over here then they go back home and the scene their movie ends <laughs> with a big fancy new year's dinner and the american didn't go back to america now he's just living with with the english person's brother yeah okay so let me get that's the most that's, bare bones i can do it yeah that's mostly i would say that's mostly accurate you, you said a couple things <laughs> that but yeah but you, at least you you didn't get sidetracked when i try to explain things i take like five years so that's on me <laughs> anyway my thoughts on this um I've seen better movies, but it's a rom-com. So I know what I'm getting into when I watch this kind of movie. It's not going to be some Oscar, like, award-winning, like, drama that is a statement piece about, like, life and death or something like that. It's just supposed to be a funny, sweet little, like, oh, that's nice. Like, that kind of thing. 
And so for what it's worth... I can assure you, me sitting in my pajamas <laughs> with a foot massager shirtless in my living room, watching this movie at no point in time went, aww. <laughs> <laughs> look, okay, look. This is almost... This is basically my favorite genre of movie. I really, really like... I'm a romantic, Evan. But you're just single. Kidding. Yeah, okay. All right, okay. <laughs> Evan just... <laughs> Coming out swinging. I didn't say I was in a relationship, dog. <laughs> I just, for some reason, I just really have a soft spot for romantic dramas and romantic comedies. Um, but this movie is actually pretty... I actually thought there was a lot of good stuff. Now, some of the stuff, some things are pretty cheesy. Some things are kind of like, that wouldn't happen in real life. Like, you know. But, like, the stuff that it says about, like, marriage and divorce and, like, love and sacrifice... It's it's not like a super on a super deep level, but there's um, the American character that lives in Eng that started that lives in England for the two weeks and uh, meets uh, the English lady's brother and falls in love. I thought was way more it was was pretty was a lot more interesting than the English lady being in America. I don't know about you, because um, the English lady, bro. She's falling in love with 90-year-old filmmakers. No, no, She's no, falling in love with some dude that looks like an elf. She's falling in love. Like, what, what's happening, bro? A dude that looks like an elf? That one talking? guy. Um, oh, shoot. He's the one that, like... Not the, not the movie guy, because I forget him. Not the old guy. But not the Jack younger... Black. Who's Jack Black? Jack Black was the dude that she ends up with at the end. Jack Black was the movie guy who did the soundtracks for movies. Hold on. I'm oh Googling my goodness. him on images. This dude. Yeah, him. He looks like a bit of an elf. Um, <laughs> he kind of gave me those Jack vibes. Jack Black does not look like an elf. I was like, I kind what? of expect you to like guard the underside of a bridge or something. Not That's a, movies. okay, okay. That's a <laughs> troll. That's yeah, not even. No, I'm just saying he gives he gives off like mystical vibes. His side you know bones, what? his side bones off, are a little off the charts. <laughs> we're getting continue. off track again. Continue. My point, Sorry, my point Jack was Black's that listening. I thought uh, Cameron Diaz's character's whole thing was way more interesting because she finds eventually she British guy. Cameron, Cameron Diaz, Diaz is the girl. Oh. And Jude Law plays plays the guy who that she falls in love with. Basically, they meet. They kind of have this like one night stand thing but then they start to like actually like realize that they're like good like they kind of in go love. with each other and they start to fall in love and it's so sweet and then there's kids bro the reason the, and the, the reason I like it so much is she finds out that he has kids it's cause she shows up to his house one day because she's wanting to like hang out surprise him and a kid answers the door I think right yeah. Oh, wait, no, he answers the door and she hears the kid. Oh, That's no, she hears someone thinking there's another girl home. And she's yeah. like, oh, you're not alone. He's like, no. And then she's expecting and, this yeah. this fully grown lady to show up. And it's just a, a yeah. two little minions come running to the door. Yeah, like, yeah. and it's actually Daddy, really sweet because she, like, she, like accept, she accepts them and is willing to be, like, a, a mother figure in that family's life. And Jude Law, was his character was scared that him having kids would scare her off and i don't know i just really liked that because it's a i don't you don't really see stuff like that and at least it was, in a lot it was of rom-coms a cool side. it was a cool side to yeah see. yeah and it wasn't just like we're just gonna keep having sex all the time and it's gonna be <laughs> like you know it was like i mean they do that but not it's not like it's not like the emphasis of and to clarify the, the kids were not involved in that part oh god um. <laughs> <laughs> what? bruh i don't i don't I, I hope that didn't need to be said <laughs> but yeah, actually, I've talked enough. I want to know your thoughts on this movie. Be um, brutally honest, Evan. Oh, I will. You know. Oh wait, actually, real quick, I'm gonna rate this out of ten, in the context of rom coms, you know, that whole genre. I think I'd give this like a a light seven. Pretty good, decent. Not like, not perfect, but. See here. So here's my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I didn't like hate it. Right. Okay. There is definitely like times where I'm sitting there like like what's going on here? What are, what are we doing? <laughs> like and there's times where I can beat the actors to their lines. 
because it's like, oh, I, I wonder if he's going to say, like, oh, I love you, or something like that, and they're, like, British mm-hmm. accents. Um, and then they did. Uh, but there was also some moments that definitely made me, like, chuckle or snicker, so I guess it kind of, like, sure balances it out. Uh, but overall, like, bro, it's so hard to say, because it's like, I'm sitting here trying to critique a movie <laughs> when, like, this is probably the first rom-com I've ever seen. So I have no yeah, context yeah. of anything. You don't, yeah. Okay, I don't yeah, know what is... I'm talking about. I don't know what good movies are. To put the, yeah, to put this into context, this probably is your first rom-com. Probably. This is probably, like, my 50th. So it's like, and I like them. Like, I know a lot like, of them aren't good. I, especially when you <laughs> but... put on some, like, suspension of disbelief. Like, when, I, when I'm sitting there watching this, like, as like a gosh darn it, I I'm sitting here watching a movie. What's going on? Um, and then when I'm not playing devil's advocate, right? If I just mm-hmm. put away the fact that this is a fictional movie, and I kind of like try and get lost in it a little bit, it it is quite funny. There's some there's some uh, some nice moments, but at the same time, yeah. Vice versa, it, it kind of snaps me out of my suspense. It re-unsuspends my disbelief when some of these lines come in, and I'm just there like, oh, sure, okay. sure, okay. That's rom-com. a very like rom-com <laughs> thing. It's like you're gonna have predictable, sappy lines, you know. And it's I'm not excusing it, but it's just kind of it's part of the deal. It's part of the rom-com deal, I guess. But I would, if if you like rom-coms, I would recommend this to someone, you know. That, but like definitely a cool start. concept i'm glad yeah. it wasn't just like a standard like two people in new york that fall in love yeah it was it, a, it was actually pretty cool different concept. from yeah yeah uh, i also real quick before we move on i did want to say uh i haven't really touched on the whole england thing like or the sorry the english girl part real quick i liked what they kind of had to say about abusive relationships yeah in this movie because those kind of things do exist. Basically, I already said it, talked a little bit about it earlier, but she's in love with this dude who she used to date, and he broke up with her. Well, she cheated. Sorry, he cheated on her, and now he's he's and he's engaged with, and he gets engaged with the girl that he cheated on, with, with on her. Gosh, I messed that sentence up so bad. <laughs> and she like still, but she still like lets him in. Like she still lets him like play with her emotions and like he pretends to like act like he cares about her and by the end of the movie by the end of the movie she sticks up for herself and realizes that she's letting him destroy her which i think is like there's a lot of things in this rom-com that i think some rom-coms are just so generic and basic that they don't they're not gonna have stuff like this in it yeah and there's one line i really like the one line that caught me off guard is like, holy crap, that's actually kind of a, a cool line. She's on the plane or a bus, some mode of transport, and that guy, what was his name again? The one that cheated and got engaged. Pivo. Oh, I gotta pull not, up the cast list. It's been like three weeks since I watched not, the movie. Not, not Pivo. That's not a name. Um, uh, Jasper. Casper, yes. Jasper. Casper. Jasper. Jasper, yeah. sorry. Frick me. Um, my friend has a dog named Jasper. Anyways, um, Jasper, this guy, she's, so she's on the phone with him. This is after he's publicly got engaged, and he says something to her on the phone. And the girl, the British girl, says um, something. I'm paraphrasing it, but it, it was something along the lines of, like, we both know I'm, I'm never going to get over you, but can you at least let me try? Or something like that. Mm, yeah, like, I like what? that's no, that, that's that, a cool that was line. It. That's a yeah. cool line. So yeah, overall, rating wise, my rating means nothing because I have nothing to compare it just, to. Just no, just. But if like, I had to throw a number out, enjoyment level. Enjoyment yeah. level. I'll run. Would you watch it again? Um. Well, I wouldn't watch any movie again, so that's not really a good question. <laughs> okay, that's true. But I, 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 I give it like we're bordering a six for enjoyment. I, I, okay. I, I enjoyed my time watching it. I was expecting you to go lower than me, and I, I'm not surprised by that rating. 
I didn't give I it guess. a bad rating. It's it's yeah, over yeah, the hump yeah, yeah, of five. Yeah. It's it's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I could watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, let us know in the comments. Um, watch this movie. Watch actually, the movie. Yeah. And let us know. I, there's or, some good stuff in it. Just let us know if you like me trying to understand movies. Oh, and by the way, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix yeah. right now. That's, that's the only how we watch it. I can watch it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but our our Netflix thing is so like. We, we still have it, but the sole reason we have it is because my older brother just watches Letterkenny 24-7 on repeat, even though there's, like, <laughs> five episodes. And Letterkenny, if you don't know what that is, it's the most Canadian show ever. It's a bunch of... I've never heard of it. It's a bunch of, like, beer league generic hockey players in Saskatchewan that their life is playing hockey being at the bar and trying to pick up girls out of their league. And it's just that. And they just got the crate, like the most, like I've heard some heavy Canadian accents. They're off the chart. Like it, it is exaggeration at this point. They're like, Hey bud, how's it going? <laughs> Pass the pucker, bud. It's like, shut up. Bro. Um, That's funny. Yeah. Letter oh Kenny, honestly, just like, I would encourage you to just just watch a clip on YouTube. I don't like it. I I, I don't find it's so stupid. I I can't enjoy it. <laughs> but my brother does, which hey, is funny because he's really smart. Yeah. But just watch a clip and you'll know everything you need to know about the show. And it's on. It'll be funny for you because it's such a like the most stereotypical Canadian show you could possibly imagine. If your uh, if your brother ever stops watching it. You can't let your parents remove Netflix because that's the only way we're going to be able to... Not anymore. I guess I have an incentive to keep Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Because bi-weekly, or not bi-weekly, it'll be like... But uh, real quick, um, if you guys want to, like, let us know some movies that are on Netflix that we could... I don't got no Disney Plus, Yeah. Mickey Mouse minus, I don't got none of that crap. He's an old man. He doesn't watch movies. And I'm over here paying for, like, a million streaming services, so here... Yeah, that's fun. I spend right. my money in other irresponsible ways, so it's all good. Okay, so, um, what are we listening to? I guess. Yeah. We move in. I, I'm kind of excited for who I for what I've I've brought this week. Do you want to go I'm first too. or second, Jaren? I'll, I'll let you choose. How how much of a curveball do you think you got? Um. I guarantee you haven't heard of my artist. Okay. Well, I can also guarantee that you haven't heard of my artist. Actually, Rock, paper, scissors. I was... <laughs> okay. Settle it like men. Ro- oh, wait. Hold on. Okay, ready? Rock, paper, scissors. Shoot. There's delay. What's going on? Ah, uh, nah. You took advantage of the delay. What? Okay. No. No, I didn't. <laughs> I put... I'm going first. I'll go first. I'll go first. It doesn't matter. <laughs> run it, run it, run it. <clears throat> So, uh, the album that I'm bringing is called, um, why am I blanking out? The, al- the, the artist is called The uh, Dreamer's Circus, um, and it is an instrumental band, Ooh. so no words, and the album that I'm bringing is called Rooftop Sessions. They've got a couple of albums, but yeah, I've got this it one... Up here. Um, cool album cover. Yeah. So basically, if I'm tr- if I'm remembering correctly, I think I was doing homework and spot. I finished an wait, album. Wait, sp- wait, wait. Before you continue, I don't know if this is just an Apple Music thing, but the genre <laughs> okay. of this album, Rooftop Sessions, the genre is Europe. <laughs> I mean, the band what? is European. I think they're, like, but Norwegian. Like, so, it, bro, is Drake Canadian genre? <laughs> is Coulter Wall, like, is Coulter Wall, like, Saskatchewanian? Is that his genre? What's well, happening? Why, why, Apple Music, have you called this album Europe? Now I know exactly what I'm getting into. Like, what? Is this going to be under, like, Brexit advertisements? What's happening here? That's, I, I don't know. Apple's, Sorry, that just caught Apple's me off sweat. guard. I'm no, like, that is weird, though. And I guess what does it I can't understand why if it shows. Oh, yeah, I'm going to. So in their description, because they have like a bio thing reading it here, it says it says 
like it's kind of like folk traditional music but i don't like what is traditional music but it's also like classical so it's like there's a there's a lot of uh violin and in like string instruments and uh i like the sound of that it's very what's a good way to describe it it's very open it feels very big grand, like imagine like a, yeah like grand Egypt maybe orchestra. but like also like i know and I, I i a lot of movies make me feel this way but you don't watch movies but like if anybody who's listening has ever seen like uh maybe like a medieval movie like robin hood with russell crowe there's a lot of like it's very like European traditional sounding like lots of fiddle and violin I've seen, and strings. Um, and, on topic uh, of medieval movies, I have seen one. Um, what have you seen? Um, uh, what is it? Is it Monty Python? Is that what it's called? Oh my gosh! You've seen Monty <laughs> Python and the Holy Grail with like That's the just... co- <laughs> with like the coconuts for horses. Yeah, it was a um, long time ago. I have no clue what it is. And the one guy gets no, it's a that out. whole movie is just a it's a satire. It's just, oh yeah, like, yeah yeah yeah. It's not like when I was t- <laughs> when I said medieval like a medieval movie, I was thinking like I was thinking something like just like Gladiator like or Braveheart <laughs> or like just a very knightish Bro, movie. Mike the freaking but knight. Well, I, don't I don't know, know if that's that that just is. a Canadian thing, I have but no that's idea what like that that is just as goaded of a kid's show as it is the worst kid's show of all time um if you also here yeah i just thought of another like a good thing to compare this to is this is not an album of like sea shanties or anything like that (laughs) but some of the like sounds some of the instrumentation great big c shares some of that it's a very like it feels like very traditional european like music you would have heard like maybe a couple a, a long time ago but it's like really pretty the the standouts are the title, uh, sorry, not the title track. The first track is City Gardens, and it's, like, really good. Um, and then Kitchen Stories is the fourth track, and I like it a lot. Um, and then the last track called Afterwards is probably my favorite track on the album. And the sixth track, Then We Waltzed, is really, really good. I like all I the songs added those songs. This is a really good, um, album to throw on when you're, I mean, I've been throwing out when I, like, I've been ha- I was having some deep conversations with some people in my room like last night and since we were just kind of chilling I threw this album on and put it on real quiet because it was just kind of like there were no words it was just very peaceful that's a good way to put it. this album's just peaceful it feels like I'm laying in a I'm in a meadow and like I don't have to worry about anything like that's that is my job to lay in the meadow yeah you know like that like if that like it just feels that's cool though. It puts me at peace. I like how it makes me. I've feel. got I've got it added. Um, I will check this out tomorrow. Yeah. So I, even if you're not into instrumental stuff, and a lot of the time I'm not, but for some reason recently I've just been kind of on a kick. Um, I highly recommend this album. I really really like it. It's cool. It's called Rooftop Sessions by Dreamer Circus. All and right, it's Evan. the genre is Europe. <laughs> that yeah, this is Europe music. Oh, have you ever seen the one clip? Um, Jimmy Kimmel, I think. Where they're like going around to Americans asking them, or no, 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 it's not Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, it's some like one off video of these people going to like an American high school and ask the kids at random like these geography questions. And someone, or maybe it was Jimmy Kimmel, one of the two. Uh, and one of the questions is like, can you name a country that starts with you? And it's like, first of all, United States, yeah, your country. Yeah. None United of them said States that. America. And one girl said... You could say, say Ukraine. One girl said Europe. And I was like... <laughs> and it starts with a U and the E. It starts with an E. That's mm. funny. Not quite. But yeah. Anyways, I'm kind of excited to talk about my album. Okay, okay. Um, it's not an album. It's an EP. Uh, two weeks of EPs in a row. I'm slacking. But um, it was recommended to me by a friend. Mm, um, who he goes to, or, uh, um, I lost my grammar. I have a friend and he goes to college with this girl and she put out an EP cause he's in a music program and so is she. And he said that like, yo, I think you would, you would really like this EP. 
And that, that kind of like, first of all, I actually believed him because he's like a big, heavy metal rock fan. He's a bass player. He's insane. Um, Zach, if you're listening, hi. But uh, yeah, so we do not have the same music taste. But he sent this EP to me. He's like a girl I go to college with made this. And I think you'd really enjoy it. And I do. Can this fruit fly get out? Okay. <laughs> um, out, out. And I do. Let me pull it up. Where the frick did it go? Okay. So, her name is Jessie Gosling. Uh, the EP is called Forewarning. It's four tracks. Five, because, like, um, one song, Late December, there's two versions of it. How do you spell Jessie? Uh, J-E-S-S-I-E. I-E. Yeah, and then Gosling. Found her... Yes, sir. Forewarning is the um, the name of the EP. It's it's labeled as folk, not Canadian, and <laughs> it's really cool. It feels um, like you're saying you feel like you're laying in a in a thing of meadows. Mm-hmm. Looking at that, uh, the cover of that that's how I, like I feel. Cover. I feel like I need to put another coat on. It just feels cold in a really cool way. Her. Her album covers are giving me some more about. We've talked about Sarah Eagleson before, who's just one of my yes. favorite artists. Yes, her, you will. Yes, will I, I have a feeling you might actually really like this. Okay, okay. So I'll just save it right now. That's a good comparison. So it's like this indie folk thing. Her voice is gorgeous. Um, it it's really something, and there's a lot of moments where she harmonizes with herself, and it just sounds stunning. Uh, especially how they use panning sometimes to have the voice coming in from different sides. Or my car is just fricked and I was hearing things from other directions. But anyways, um, like the last song, Streetlights, uh, coming in on the end of the song, there's this big climactic moment um, where there's like, uh, maybe I'm tripping, but I, I at least like five or six layers of her voice. And it sounds so cool because each line's so good. Um of the four songs, I think my favorite is either Streetlights, the final one, or uh, Each Time She Calls, which is... <laughs> Each Time She Calls is definitely, like, the bop. It's the one that'll get stuck in your head. It's got a super catchy rhythm. I'm like, it's been a while. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> that was I, nice. <laughs> it was arguably better than her singing there. I'm not going to lie. That oh. was pretty, uh, Maya oh. was pretty on point. That's all I'm going to say. But, yeah... <laughs> Yeah, um, her voice is stunning. It's very acoustic. Um, in fact, for the most part, the only instrument is just uh, an acoustic guitar. It's very dusty-sounding, um, empty-room-sounding acoustic. It just uses her voice, uses space and uh, ambience. Late December has a, a nice piano that I don't know if it's a, a loop or not. Um, right. But yeah, it's just like a, a, either a guitar and maybe drums or a piano and a little bit of drums. And she just lets her voice do all the work, and it, it, it does all the work. Uh, I'd say my only critique is, at times, I think the songwriting can be a little scattered, like a little mis... Not, not misdirectional, but just lacking direction, like on Princess, which I think sounds beautiful. But I read the lyrics, and I get what she's going for, but I just think sometimes... There's almost a line of like too much imagery to the point where I can't, I can't pull it all together because you're giving me all these like little details, like you're you're telling me about the the brand of pen, you're telling me about the color of the computer monitor, you're telling me like the patterns of the woven in the carpet, but I can't picture the whole room. I don't know what exactly what it's looking like. If if that analogy made any sense to you, but yeah. This EP is super pretty, mm. um, very pretty. Yeah. I love her voice. This I is... love this EP, and that is what I've been listening to. I've been yeah, listening this to this is... quite a bit. I, I've, I'm like halfway through Princess, and this is just kind of this is my this is my wheelhouse. It's, it's it's connecting to my sad boy soul. Yeah, it will. But I'm telling you, and like anyone listening to this, if I want you to listen to one song each time she calls. Um, it's just got a great rhythm, a great drive. Um, I, I love it. I love that song. 
I love I love her voice. I've said I'm just repeating myself, but check it out. It's really cool. Um, with that, is there is there anything else? We didn't branch off as much I, as we normally do. I want to very quickly, right? And I yes. say quickly, but I'll get. I'll probably get, I'll probably go Whoa. off. You, what? What did you just cut out, or was that the craziest voice crack? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> so I will find uh, out in editing. We'll find out. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's. We're gonna do a Jaren. Jaren. I wouldn't call this a rant. I would call this more. Jaren is excited and scared about basketball because that's all I care about in the sports realm because I'm a Hoosier and I like basketball. We got a freaking movie named Hoosiers. Basketball is my sport. Step off. If you're not a Hoosier, get off. Step off. Anyway. Um, the Pacers, <clears throat> and just, sorry, for those of you, let me just give some background. Pacers, is, the Pacers Indiana. are in, in the Indiana's, the Indiana, I can't. The Indiana Pacers. The Pacers play for Indiana. The yeah, Indiana yeah. basketball team Na is called the Pacers. Yeah, national in the NBA. So thank you, Evan. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. Anyway, um, the uh, trade deadline for this season was today at like 2 p.m. Uh, and a lot of stuff happened. I a saw James stuff Harden happened. got trade. James Harden got trade. James Harden got trade. I heard James that Harden did happen, got trade. But, it, but if I start talking about that, I'm going to get off on a big tangent. But I'm yeah. really excited for what that stuff is happening because it's really interesting. But with the Pacers stuff, the Pacers have been not good. And <laughs> and I've just been kind of like, man, this is kind of upsetting because I thought we were going to kind of have a good season this year. And it's just like things aren't, just things aren't doing stuff, you know? Things aren't, things aren't clicking. And then, and our owner kind of, like, sucks, Herb Simon, and he, like, is, like, sometimes you got to rebuild. you got to be, like, be, you got to be bad for a couple seasons and rebuild the team and then be good for a couple seasons. All right. So talk to my Edmonton Oilers. We've been rebuilding since I was born. <laughs> and we're still rebuilding. Uh, we started mm. the year, like, 11-0. and 0. Some crazy number, one of the best starts to a season we've ever had. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We are now five points out of the wild card spot. We are, where are we in the freaking Pacific? Can I see? Yeah, we're fifth in the Pacific. We reek. We're bad. We suck. They're Canadian. We're Canadian. And you know what? Even better, now, like, the uh, NHL is basically saying, like, we're going to move all the Canadian teams. Not, like, not like rebrand or anything, but, like, the Oilers won't play in Edmonton. The Maple Leafs <clears throat> won't play in Toronto. Because Canada, we can't figure our stuff out. Oh, so are, they, are, just are those teams just going to move to the U.S.? For, for the time being. Until Canada can sort anything out. Because yeah, that makes sense. Our prime minister just moves to his cottage whenever anything happens. It's a <laughs> great time up here, I promise you. All right, well, not to... Basketball. Anyway, what I was saying is, Pacers, we want to rebuild, right? And our, our owner literally came out like two months ago and was like, I don't believe in rebuilding. We're always going to try to win no matter what. And I'm like, chief. <laughs> like... <laughs> dog take what do you mean this dude is like the most stubborn look i can that's, that's somewhat admirable like okay yeah you want to like you want like you don't want to give up you want to you always want to like win that's like a winning spirit like i get it but like sometimes you just kind of gotta like sometimes trade some you gotta accept and, how bad you are yeah we're, we weren't the worst team in the league this season but we're just not doing super hot right anyway to get to my point is the reason I'm really happy right now is because I don't know what happened. I don't know if they kidnapped our owner and he can't and like, I don't know because we just traded away our all-star player and a bunch of our starters for a bunch of young guys. We robbed the Sacramento Kings and took, and took their like, 
their one player, Tyrese Halliburton, who they were going to like, he was supposed to be their future, right? And somehow we convinced them to, we tri we gave them DeMontis Sabonis, Justin Holiday, and Jeremy Land, and we got Buddy Heald, one of the best wing perimeter shooters in the league, and Tyrese Halliburton, who's only 21 years old and has a higher ceiling than DeMontis Sabonis. And the Kings said, yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> and they gave them to us. And then we just, and, and we traded Karis LeVert for a bunch of draft picks and and Ricky Rubio, who... I recognize that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, and it'd be, like, Ricky, I don't know if we're going to re-sign him because he's on the last year of his contract, so we might just, like, not re-sign him for cap space. But, like, if we do re-sign him, go ahead because he's a good backup point guard and veteran with experience to have on the team, and I'm really excited because our team could maybe be good in, like, two years because we have, like, all these young guys. we got a ton of draft picks, and if we keep tanking this season, we might even get, like, a top-five draft pick and get, like, the rookie of the year next year. So, like, as a Pacers fan, I'm really excited, although I will say my heart is still kind of broken because Demonta Sab Sabonis was my favorite player ever. I've got his shirt. I've got a couple shirts here. I love him, and it hurts to see him on another team wearing a different jersey. And also, the Sacramento Kings are kind of a poverty franchise, and they're kind of <laughs> idiots. And now he has to play for them, so I kind of feel bad for him. So that sucks. But as a Pacers fan, I'm really happy right now. I'm sorry, uh, listeners, if you don't like basketball. Whatever, I don't care. I'm you really didn't like right basketball, now. fear not. Because I just remembered something that came out very recently. Um, that I want to talk about for just a few minutes before we close it off. We've got a few minutes here. Uh, John Freaking Party. Oh, the single. New music from... Is that yeah. tonight? Or is no, that next it's week? it's next Friday. Frick. Okay, anyways. It's the... That would be the uh, 18th? What? I think it's the, that would be the 18th. Cause yes. Yeah. And what was it called? Um, something Lonely Night? Long Lonely Night, maybe? I don't actually know. Last Night Lonely. New single from John Party. The first taste of new music from him since, uh, I mean, I guess 20... Oh, frick me, 2020. Well, uh, well, when he put out he could... Beer Light and uh, Bar yeah. Downtown. But before that, we're talking like November 2019. 2019. Yeah. This is the first taste of the next... Because, I mean, like, Bar Downtown and Beer Light, mm -hmm. uh, first of all, oh, my gosh, do I love Beer Light. Like, that, if I ever do make a party list, that might, you might see that. But yeah. anyways, and but that fit with Heartache Medication. That that fit really well with the vibe, the aesthetics and everything. It just, it, it tied it all together. That That is two bonus tracks that I will go back to. Because uh, I think it actually enhanced the album. I think it brought it to a better close. But... Um, you know, a lot of questions is like, where does John go from here? He had his debut, not very good. Not that it, like, it was terrible. It was just like, just very middle of the road, bro country. Then he had California Sunrise. Great album. One of the albums that, uh, got me listening more critically to music. Because I was listening to Head Over Boots and I was like, wow, I like this song. And then it was one of the first, like, and then I got to, like, Heartache on the Dance Floor. And then we got She Ain't In It. And it's, like, that that was one of the first albums that I, I fell in love with. It's, like, I like this album. So I, it'll always hold a special place. Then he went Heartache Medication. Album went crazy. Had so many, so many gems, so many hits, too. Um, he really rode the singles out for a long time, but it just shows the the strength in the singles, like, they're good songs because it held them yeah. afloat for several, several years. And But now, finally, finally, we have a new taste of John Party music, and it is coming next week, yeah, Last Lonely it. Night. I'm so freaking pumped. I don't even know, like, what I want to say. I kind of just wanted to acknowledge, like, that that is some of the best news I've received recently. Yeah, sometimes I forget how much I like John Party. Like, I was actually I thinking earlier today. <laughs> well, I just haven't... It's been so no, long I, since I we've gotten... An, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. It's been so long since we've gotten an album, and when that uh, when his last album came out, I listened to it a lot, right? And I still really like it. It's just... 
I've been listening to so much music, and over the past two years, I my taste, I've been trying to branch out. I've been getting way more into rock than I was two years ago. I'm get, I've gotten way more into, like, chill lo-fi stuff. I'm trying out instrumental things. I listen to movie soundtracks a lot more now. On topic of like chill lo-fi stuff, because that's what my friends kind of listen to, I found this one album. I don't know how it came up. I don't know if someone... I don't know if I saw it on a story. It can't, but anyways. Uh, uh, Versace. It's not spelt like that. But he's... I, his uh, 20... 2021 album, My Head's a Mosh Pit. Eh, not not the best. But Thought Pool from 2018. That's that's a cool album. I like that. But anyways. Hmm. Wait, how did you spell Versace? I'm just curious. Ver-Zach-E. Because the guy's name is Zach. But Zach, it looks like Versace. Like... But anyways, I, did, I didn't want to cut you off. Continue. I just wanted to say that because you triggered like, oh, wait, th- this album I kind of didn't like. I found him. Okay. I don't even remember what I was talking about. Oh, Branch you know, that. Well, yeah, I was t- in the context of like John Party and all that other stuff. Sometimes, like, I'm just, I'm just excited to have another John Party song, you know? Like, oh, just like, oh. I'm my favorite, uh, I think, and I think some people actually kind of hate on, well, I don't want to say hate. I think some people dislike Starlight. Starlight's like my favorite John Party song. The closer on his. Who dislikes uh, Starlight? Uh, I remember talking to people that didn't like it in the Discord a while ago. I could be Show wrong. Show yourselves. Maybe there's a lot of people that like it. I don't actually know. I love I that just song. Know that I've, I just know that I've talked to people that don't like it. That might be my favorite one. It, I've cried listening to it before because I'm a little loser. And I'm always in my feels. Um, I think the only songs I don't really like... Um, I'm not depressed. I'm just happy when I'm sad. <laughs> maybe. I mean, like, I never really go back <laughs> to Tide One On. That one's so fun. Even though it's a fun time, if I had to pick one song, it'd probably be that one. But, bro, how's he going to top heartache medication? I don't know. Oh, that's... Like, I would read out the best songs, but I'd just be reading out the track list. While we're on this topic, though, I... It's weird. Because I'm not really sure why, but... I feel like I like his first album more than Heartache Medication. And I will say, I think the Heartache Medication... Or like yeah. California Oh, no, sorry. California Sunrise. I always forget he had an album before California Sunrise. It's so irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, but I, first, I I love... So many songs are just bangers. Oh, dude. Um, but California like, Sunrise. But Heartache Medication cool. also has bangers, but for some reason... There's something about the first album... Op- not, sorry. Not his first album. There's something about California Sunrise that clicks with me. And I love this. I think California album. Sunrise it's, has a little, and it more probably is drive. a better album. I think California Maybe. Sunrise a little more drive, a little more power, a little more, um, a little more like rock fusions. Whereas Maybe, I think Medication's a lot more like slower neo trad. Like um, there's something about like Cowboy Hat. I love that song. That I know some people. Is frick. I know, yeah, and like, man, ah. I just really like it. Lucky tonight, just California sunrise, so good. Like, she ain't in it. Yeah, it was just hey, a lot respect. of both albums, so good. And honestly, I've already said this probably like five times, but Heartache Medication is probably a better album. But I kind of like California Sunrise more, and I know a lot of people right. are gonna disagree. But I don't even know and, where I don't even know where I stand. Like I, I don't know if I've said my take before, but like as of February tenth. 2022 i don't i don't know which one i prefer and i love heartache on the dance floor and oh like can't turn you down kind of underrated in my opinion out of style so good i'm still waiting for cody johnson to hop on dirt on my boots still waiting wait what do you mean my, I want that. I here. want that to be. You just want a collab. You want I just want that. I just want that specific song. It screams Cody Johnson. It kind of does. Yeah, but anyways, uh, I think yeah. Look at us running just at an hour. We're beautiful podcasters. Look at us. What's better look than us? us? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who? Not me. <laughs> who? Who's better than us? Yeah, no one. I don't no see anybody. I'm like yeah. it's lonely at the top up here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I see no other ki- I see no other god up here. 
but me. <laughs> me. Um, the cat meme. Yeah. Cool. So that's all we got for today. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. As always, be sure to let us know what yeah. you thought if you're on YouTube in the comments below. Um, if you are listening to this uh, on any of the streaming services, feel free to shoot either of us a message on Instagram or what you thought. Uh, yeah. Recommend us some movies you want me to try yeah. and watch. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. That, this is a really anticlimactic like closer or like outro but it's just kind of like but like bye. this is the outro now like we're outroing right now like this is the outro are yeah. we outroing i think yes. this is the outro outro end of podcast <laughs> <laughs>